In this episode, we're going on a trip to Nashville, where I'll sit down with two of country music's biggest stars. I'll talk to Hilary Scott, who is one-third of the popular band Lady Antebellum, and we're digging deep. A lot of people don't realize, like, I was in the middle of miscarrying when we wrote that song. But first, we'll hear from country megastar and American Idol judge Luke Bryan, who's seen his share of tragedy. Right when it seems like we've got our footing under us, the rug gets pulled out. But he says it's his faith that keeps him standing. I'm Paula Ferris, and this is Journeys of Faith. So we're here with Luke Bryan, country superstar. One thing that just strikes me about you, you just have this joy. Well, thank you. And I don't know. I should. You should, (laughs) but, but... where does that come from? You walk into a room, the room lights up, and you just, you're just smiling. I've always just been naively happy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I, I wake up, I wake up pretty in a pretty good mood. You know, right. that I don't get down and out much. If, if I can't sing, and if I, you know, if I'm fighting a cold or I'm under the weather, you know, that's the only time I get really, really down in the dumps. But um, I've just always been a wake up, bright eyed, and Let's get rocking. Let's go have some fun with the day. Yeah. When people ask you, and because this is a podcast about faith, when people ask you, Luke, what do you believe? What do you tell them? Um, I believe most people are good. um, (laughs) That's uh, a song from his new album, by the way. I believe most people are good and most mamas ought to qualify for sainthood. I mean, I grew up. Um, small town Baptist church walked across the street to church and you know I, I I learned a lot from that Baptist church upbringing and then um, but I've also had the privilege to learn about the whole country and see so many different types of people out there I mean my beliefs and where I where I truly dig my teeth into my Christianity and my beliefs are, God, could you imagine if we just all lived like Jesus? Mm. Just try, like, I've even gotten better this year. Like, I've had some people kind of make me mad, and then I just like, you know what? I'm going to go the Jesus route on this mm-hmm. one. And that's, I've said that this year a lot. I'm just going to go the Jesus route. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, in my opinion, I just feel that God, it'd be a wonderful world if we approached our lives the best we can with his, with the example that he yeah. left us. Um, and I believe, I truly believe that God does do plans for us. And I feel that there's the, there are these spirits within us that we have to act on, believe mm-hmm. in, work on. People looking after us. I mean, I. some people think that's an ignorant way to think about it. But the way I have to get through life is is that mentality. Right. You you have gone through your share of tragedy. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. More so than, than most people. You lost your brother before you moved to Nashville. You lost your sister. Then you lost your brother-in-law. So you ended right. up adopting their, their three children. I don't know. That's. How do you get through something like that? How does all of that tragedy affect what you believe and how does it not shake your it, faith core? It does. It me and my family have countless times 
you know, sat around and wondered what the heck mm-hmm. is God doing? Why, why are we the ones that, yeah. you know, why are we the ones that right when it seems like we've got our footing under us, the rug gets pulled out. I mean, even another thing, I mean, Caroline's brother and sister-in-law, Caroline's your wife, Caroline, my wife, her Mm. brother. And we lost a little niece not long ago at Mm. seven months old. And that's another element. And, um, we sit around and we wonder, you know, why these things. And at the end of the day, I think you truly, all you have is you just have to have faith in we're going to see him again. We're going to be with him again. We're going to, we're going to be with them and we're going to be with a whole lot of other people that we're just going to love for the perfect right reasons. And, um, there's a lot of different ways to interpret where we're going to go after we're done on this earth, but I have to truly dig my, dig my faith in is that's Mm -hmm. what it's going to be or else I would be lost in my opinion. Um, so they're good and bad days, but you know, um, we just have to, I tell, you know, I had a kid, one of the most powerful moments I've ever had in a meet and greet is uh, it was toward the end of the meet and greet and this little nine, 10 year old boy walks up and he's just got big old tears in his eyes and he looks me in the eye and he goes, Mr. Luke with you losing, he goes, I just lost my little sister. And with you losing your brother and sister, how do you get through it? And I just looked at this child and I said, you just talk to them like they're still here. Just treat them like they're here. You don't have to treat them like they're gone. Just talk to them all the time. And that's another little tactic I do to get through the day. And um, sometimes helping someone else through their own grief helps you heal in your own grief. Yeah, totally. I mean, we see it every day. I mean, we see the struggles people are having um, mentally, you know, physically. And, and you know what? I have been blessed to have been given this platform of success. And now I'm not saying I'm a perfect man by any, but you know, while I'm in this role, I'm going to try to really focus on showing a fun, positive light. Now I'm not saying that at any given moment I can mess up and somebody can pick me apart for something I may have in it, done or inadvertent. We all know. I mean, we're on TV every day. And mm-hmm. I mean, when I. You are a television, television star. star. <laughs> I mean, but when I'm on Idol, you know, I do tell myself, you know, speak from your heart, but don't let your mouth get you in any trouble today. Yeah. But um, I do want people to see a positive light. Um, hopefully when, when they're around me and, and if they can go and that's the best compliment I get when a fan comes up to me and goes, you know, I've, I lost my brother and watching you attack life with a smile inspires me. And that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to do, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm methodically going about that, mm-hmm. but you know, it's really, really, it warms my heart when yeah. somebody says, you know, or when somebody says, you know, we one of your songs we played, 
we played it it's you know my grandfather's funeral and stuff sure. like that 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 that's that's the way I want to inspire but you have those moments where you question and also like how much more can one family take right well the frustrating part about what me and Caroline deal with and Caroline you know we're we're a little we're so gun shy in life now you know we you know we don't want to let our guard down because we think about every five years. You say something. you feel like the rug's going to get pulled out. Yes, from and that's yeah. the, you know, that's a little unfortunate for us. But, you know, me and her have to sit down and just say, you know what, we can't live that way. Mm. You know, we can't, we can't put our children in a, in a plastic bubble. And, you know, if they're going to go, if they're going to go ride a bike, yeah, we're going to put a helmet on them. <laughs> but, you know. And, a really good helmet. Yeah, and we're not going, you know. And, and you know, we are we overly protective? And we, are we, yeah, as as all parents. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, if it's God's turn to, well, if it's God's turn to do something, he's going to do it. And I say that by, you know, I brought up when we lost our little niece, Brett. Right. Um, so what's interesting about when I talk about, I think we get on God, we forget, we get on God too about, you know, some, some things he can take away from us. But then just last Friday, um, Caroline's brother and sister-in-law are, you know, they, they welcomed a healthy little boy into Mm -hmm. the world and the joy of that day was so overwhelming and the joy of the new life. We got to remember that with 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 life, there's there's new life that comes in, and let's let's celebrate that too. The circle of life, yeah. It is. I mean, it's it's um. I mean we we were we were praying little old little old baby Wells mm-hmm. would get here safe, and and God brought him here safe. Yeah, and I'm sure they experienced so much more joy knowing the tragedy that they'd already gone through. Yeah. I mean, we, me and Caroline watched, you know, our family with, with the loss of Brett. I mean, we watched, you know, two, a husband and wife and two parents really get tested on all levels of their faith. And, you know, they just have stayed strong and we've created the Brett Boyer foundation Mm -hmm. and we're taking her memory and, making it so special and that's how we get through it sure. you know where do you think you would be without your faith luke oh gosh um i think i certainly don't think i would have rolled the dice and moved mm-hmm. to nashville i mean i mm-hmm. think that's quite a leap of faith um i don't know if i'd be really anything without it i mean i think it's one of those one of those nucleuses of what you are as a person, how, how your faith shapes you and takes you. Um, I think I'd be a lot, I mean, I think your faith educates you through this life and makes you, uh, makes you appreciate the good times and the bad times. And I know I certainly wouldn't Mm -hmm. be here without. Is there one word that would sum up your faith journey? My faith journey. 
I'll give you two or three words if you need turbulent. Them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, every I guess every endeavor in faith, you know, you're going to hit some turbulence, but uh, um, maybe just honest. Is that a good one? Great one. After the break, you'll hear from Lady Antebellum's Hillary Scott about how her faith and her music carried her through tragedy. here with the lovely and talented Hillary Scott from Lady Antebellum. I guess first and foremost, I should say congratulations, Thank Lady you. Antebellum nominated for another CMA. Yes, we're so excited. Yeah. Um, I actually did a little research this morning on online and it is our 22nd CMA nomination. We are so blessed to have just, you know, to be able to do this together. And, and that was just a big number. I was like, man, I cannot believe that. Um, but we're very, very grateful. Yeah. 12 and years in as a band and just still having a blast. And growing up in Nashville, yeah. as you did, I mean, that's something that you always think like you're dreaming about, but you're living that reality. Oh my gosh. And I, I remember when I was a little girl, because both my parents moved here to Nashville for music, my mom's dream from East Texas was to come and sing on the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, that was like the end all be all for her. Mm-hmm. And I, and I never forget, um, with her career and, and the trajectory that it took getting to go to the CMAs with my mom, which was an amazing experience. And so then to fast forward, you know, about 15, 20 years to be there and to be still here in this, in this position is just pretty full circle. I can't imagine how she feels actually. Well, I just want to thank you for joining us because I know life's busy. You've got three girls under the age of five. You had twins uh, this winter. I did. Betsy, Betsy, and Emery. Emery. Yes, they oh, are seven my. months old. Um, they are amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. just it's such a wild ride with twins. You know, our daughter Isley was, you know, first child. Everything is is you pay such close attention, and you and every poop and pee and every you know all <laughs> of those things. And and then you know, getting blessed with multiples, you're like, okay, how am I going to be able to? keep track of all of this. You're just like, how am I going to survive the day? Survive. Yeah. Is the word. Pure survival mode. Um, But they are, oh my gosh, they're incredible babies. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's double the work for sure, but they are precious, really good spirits, happy, and they're really um, packing on the pounds right now too, which is super fun. (laughs) So the chunky little babies, always the cutest. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about your faith journey you you kind of grew up in the church. I did. You grew up in Nashville, mm-hmm. so the church was always an important part of your life. Yes, it was, and and I grew up, you know, traveling a good bit with my parents as a as a child, and then they um, were hired by Reba McIntyre and were in her band for seven years of my childhood. So my grandparents, my dad's parents, moved from South Carolina to Nashville to help take care of me, and so I also attended um, a private Christian high school. Um, well, actually fifth grade through graduation here in Nashville, which was a huge foundational place for me, um, building my faith. And without, honestly, Donaldson Christian Academy, um, it would I would probably be a much different person. You know, mm-hmm. I was in church often. I would say definitely, you know, three to four times a month, whether it were youth events or um, church on Sundays. But But I will say, like, that school foundation was really important and some really great Bible teachers and, and mentors in my mm-hmm. life that just really loved me well and loved me through, um, you know, parents traveling a lot and, and all of the ups and downs that we all have in our life. Sure. But it's been a huge, 
a huge pillar for me of where I go to, to get grounded and, and just truly, I think, know that I'm unconditionally loved. Mm. First and foremost, that's where it starts right. is knowing that, that we're created in the image of God and that we're unconditionally mm-hmm. loved. When did, you know, every, when you grow up in a home of faith, it's the faith of our fathers. Oh, I was raised that way. Yes. But when did the faith become personal for you? When did you know that I'm not just living this way because I was taught to and right. this is the way that I was raised because I want to and here's why I want to? You know, I, I would say that that was a moment that I had probably early in high school when I started really, um, you know, helping lead worship. We would have weekly chapels at our school Um and I had a really incredible Sunday school teacher who has gone on to be just still such an incredible um, presence in my life. And her daughter, she has five children, and her only daughter actually was our nanny, our very first nanny oh, for really? Isley. Um, and so we're still in each other's life. Um, but I, I think a lot of a lot of that came all together when I started high school. Yeah. Just realizing, you know, my parents were they lived their faith, their you know. We would go to church together, all of those things, but they they never pressured me. They wanted me to find that relationship, which is truly what it is, mm-hmm. first and foremost, a relationship with God um, on my own and for it to be real and for it to be authentic. And and I think that was a huge gift that they gave me, um, just respecting my my own journey to, to really come to, to that decision and to um, want to, to nurture that relationship. Yeah. Can you tell me about a time when your faith was really tested? And then how did you return to your faith? Did you question your faith? Well, you know, I think I have had, I've had seasons of, of questioning why things have happened. Um, I, you know, I can say that I've had moments and, and, and times throughout my life where I just haven't really wanted to pray um, just because of being, a, you know, having a, a fear of, well, what if it doesn't come true or what? And it's not a wish. And that's mm-hmm. the point. Like, I just, as I say that out loud, it's like, it's a communicate, it's a way to communicate with God. It's, it's a way to engage in relationship. Um, but there have been seasons in my life where I've been afraid to pray because what if he didn't answer my prayer the way that I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. and, and. The biggest example of, of that um, is when we walked through our miscarriage in between our first daughter and, and our twins. And, you know, it was amazing to see how um, how God worked, though, in that season. Like, even though I, I couldn't really find the words to pray, I would start to, to, to say, like, dear God. And all I could say was, your will be done in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like I can't control what has, what's happening. I would love nothing more than you to miraculously heal my body and make this baby healthy and can be, you know, brought home and into our life and into our family. Um, but truly there's, there's nothing I can do. It is truly your will that that must be done mm-hmm. in this situation. And that that's what led to, um, Thy will be done. The song that I wrote mm-hmm. with with your and your family gospel uh, album. Yes. For you, the, the miscarriage was that probably one of your lowest moments. Yes, for sure. Like directly 
like my body personally with my husband and our family, um, that was definitely a low. But thankfully, I started to see glimmers of hope in different situations around me. Like that helped keep me going, you know, um, that I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. I will say probably the biggest difficult thing that I've, I've been through though would have to be the passing of my grandfather. He was like a second dad to me. I lived with them, um, when I was a child. And so he passed away of leukemia. He got diagnosed in June of 2011 and passed away in November. So he fought really hard for five months, almost five months. And, um, and it was just too aggressive. It was leukemia. And that was hands down the, the most difficult thing of just losing the person, like one of those people that have truly been the closest to me my entire life yeah. in such a safe place um, for me. How do you answer those questions? Or do you even ask those questions? You know, why does God allow suffering? Mm. I believe that... Um, as beautiful as this world is, it's broken. And that that's the, the, the hope in heaven is that there is no more brokenness. There is no more sickness. There is no more, um, suffering. It's all good. Mm -hmm. So good. The, the best good. I mean, we can't even fathom how good. Right. And, and that is the hope that I hold, um, walking through struggle and walking through, suffering um because it is this life is hard mm -hmm. i mean for all of us and i think um we can all be walking through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows at the same time you know i i truly believe like my grandfather's passing for example he passed on 11 11 11 which was the first day of our first ever sold out headlining arena tour mm. And we just so happened to be starting our tour in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is three and a half hours from here in Nashville. So I wake up, go straight to the hospital, you know, and walking through that with my family, telling my grandfather goodbye, and then I have to play a show. Mm. And only by the grace of God was I able to talk about a, a tragedy and a triumph within a day. How and, do you deal with that? Yes, and and you're definitely in a fog, and you have the strength of your your people around you, your family, my bandmates Charles and Dave, and our road family, and my little sister and my cousin actually came with me um, for that show, and and you know you have that support. Um, but yeah, and I, it was just truly triumph and tragedy. At, at the same time. And, and I think that that's something that we all, we all walk through, mm -hmm. um, no matter what you do, no matter what walk of life you're in. Um, it's just, how do you handle the highs and lows? And, and my faith is, is how. When you, when you suffer the miscarriage, you were far along. I, I had a miscarriage, uh, last fall. Oh, and sorry. so your song got me through that too. Oh, and I've so had several, sorry. they don't ever get easier. Um, it is hard to see like, why it happens um but when you're writing that song and and singing that song i mean it has to be so raw emotionally for you is it is it in some ways healing and restorative absolutely and and you know when we wrote that song we recorded my vocal um pretty much that day like the day we wrote it which a lot of people don't realize like i was 
in the middle of miscarrying when we wrote that song. So it was You knew you were miscarrying yeah. when you So you you're writing it about what's happening at the moment. Yes. So you wrote the song quickly. Quickly and and just full of of sorrow and full of grief and full of you know being in this place of like I never I never saw myself here. We never see ourselves in the midst of of hardship or tra- it's hard to just find your footing, you know? And and so I remember I walked in to this writing appointment that had been on the books for months, you know, and I just said, here's what's going on. And here's what I continue to pray over and over. I can't get past your will, will be done. And then it was like my, I just would stop speaking. Um, I, there was nothing that, to follow it. And then a few hours later, we wrote it and, and I poured out my heart to these two people that are now dear friends, but were complete strangers at the time, which is one of the most holy parts of songwriting. In my opinion, it's like you walk into a room with nothing and you walk out with a song and, and it's all, you know, around how, where, where you want to go, how vulnerable do you want to go? Or do you want to write about something fun? It just, something out of nothing appears when you write a song, which is just so incredible to me. But this day it was very, um, just here's what's going on. And I know you don't know me and I'm probably going to bawl my eyes out through this whole thing, but this is what I have to say today. And I really don't think I could say anything else without it being really forced and and just not authentic Mm -hmm. and not honest. And so, um, so to be able to write it then was important looking back and, and then to now, to answer your question, like the stories from people all over the world, um, what they've walked through, how this song has met them in their grief or in their questions, in their confusion of like, why God? Um, things that I can't even imagine walking through. I mean, I can't even count as high as I've as the number of, of stories that I've been able to hear. And so, you know, this is a, probably a really heavy thing to say, but as a mom, you want your children to, to find their purpose and to live it and to, to, to live a full life, to have a full life and find their purpose and do that thing that, that they know that they are meant to do more than anything in the world. And I have so much peace in, in the legacy of our baby and how they were a, a part of this story being told and and they're the story being told and how God has allowed me to be the voice and this this song and these words to, to really help meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's been one of the, the greatest joys. I mean, truly, when when you when they say you can suffer and feel joy at the same time, like that's what this has been, yeah. um, because there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss our baby, and mm-hmm. and but there's joy and there's there's joy to be found in watching others be comforted and find peace and um and hopefully have their faith strengthened um, in the process. May I ask how far along you were? I was nine weeks nine like between nine and ten weeks yeah i i don't know if you named your baby i i didn't on either occasion i just i didn't i i mean i have a a feeling um well 
I have a feeling, but of, of if it was a boy or a girl, but I, I don't know, you know, that's, that's definitely one thing I think about. You can study so much about heaven and how it's, how it's described throughout scripture and, and, but man, I cannot wait. That's one thing that I can't wait to find out. It's like who they are. And, um, because I do, I, I firmly believe that, that I will know them when I get there, you know, you'll be recognized. Yes. When you had to perform that song for the first time, how did you get through it? So the first time I performed that song was at a benefit. It was at a gala in New York city. Actually, it was for, um, it was a cancer benefit. And I got through it by thinking about that. This was going to be, first of all, there's a bunch of people out here who, I'm sure walking through someone in their life being being touched by cancer, we all have. I would, you know, I was just like, okay, everybody out here needs to hear these words for some reason. So I can't squawk my way through it, like through, you know, broken, broken tears the whole time. And and so I just went out there, prayed a lot. I was like, God, please give me the strength to get through this. I want them to hear the words because they're important. You gave them to me, you know. And um, and it was and I amazingly got through it, but it was for a benefit, um, raising money for cancer research. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about my grandfather's honor and his legacy, it helped, you know, helped me to kind of push through. Yeah. You, we talked about if there are moments where you've ever questioned your faith, but how do you think your faith has changed over the years? You know, I think it's definitely, um, first of all, to kind of back up a little bit, like, Questioning your faith, I think we all should. It's natural. It's so natural. Um, I think it's really important. I think we hit a deeper level of of understanding of ourselves, of of why we believe what we believe when when we question. And and I I always say this. It sounds so elementary, but like God created our brains. He created what our brains, how they function, what we think about. You know there's a reason he wants us to question. And and I think questions are a beautiful way to engage in conversation and in relationship with him. It's like, Lord, why? Like, why did that happen? Or what were you, you know, I, I just think it's a beautiful way to, to have an engaging conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say it's, ha- it's come in waves in seasons, just depending on what's going on in my life. If things are difficult or things are so great that I just forget to include him. Like, that's one thing that I get convicted of a lot of, like, man, when things are rough, like, I'm on my knees. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, praying, like, help, help, help. And when things are great, though, it's like, why do I forget to to really go to him in thanks and thanksgiving and, in, and a grateful heart? And um, and that's where I think it's come in waves. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really... That consistency, though, that's a huge theme for me um, right now, just in this next season of my life, just across the board of just this want and and prayer to to be consistent in a bunch of areas of my life, in all areas of my life, but especially in my in my faith journey of right. waking up every day and before my feet hit the floor, having a thankful heart and, and verbally, you know, saying, praying, like, thank you for this day and whatever it holds. Um, because every day is a gift. Yeah. It, you just talked about when you question, it helps you determine why you believe 
what you believe. So Mm -hmm. if someone just were to ask you off the street in regards to faith, what is it that you believe? What would you say? I believe that we are created in the image of God, that we're unconditionally loved by our creator and that he sent his son as a living sacrifice for our sins to cover all of the, the parts of us that are broken and that it was the most incredible gift that we could have ever been given. And the result, what we, by, by accepting that we are one day whole forever and whole forever with, with the people that we love and, Mm -hmm. um, and the people that, that you just, you miss when they're gone, um, from this earth and, and, and just that, and, and truly get to with our utmost gratitude, um, thank him for what he did for us. And, and, um, yeah, there's no more brokenness. So in terms of your projects right now, what's next for you? You guys are touring. We are. Lady Antebellum is touring. Yep. We are touring, um, through this fall and then we're working on new music. We're starting to write and record a little bit and, um, and just really, uh, find a new normal again, you Mm -hmm. know, with every, with every new life experience or, you know, marriage and then children and then all of these things that have added to the Lady A family, um, with those beautiful additions comes (laughs) a figuring out of, of how, how everything's going to go. And, and I mean, for me, especially as the mom, you know, and with three, I have the most children and I'm the mother in our situation as a band. And so just asking for, for some patience and grace as we navigate through what life looks like, you know, in our household, let alone how that translates onto tour and travel and, um, and, you know, career. Your husband is a drummer, but he's taking, is this, is he stepping down just temporarily from the band? He walked away knowing that it might not ever come back. Oh, wow. But I can't even begin to communicate what an incredible human he is and husband and father. And, and if, you know, he's in the next room, but if he were in here and you were to ask him, like, cause someone asked him in front of me recently, like, so are you, you know, how are you with this decision? And he was like, I haven't questioned it. I haven't, I haven't regretted it one second. I mean, he just is really living in exactly where he's supposed to be living right now. That is a big man. I've got to say say that. Um, Where do you think you'd be without your faith, Hillary? Oh, I would be, I, I feel like I would just be floating. Like, I feel like my faith is, is what grounds me. Um, knowing that knowing why I'm here, you know, we all want to know our purpose and, and with, with my faith and, and how, and who, how we're created in in God's image and, and how deeply loved we are by him. You never have to question your purpose. You never have to question your worth because you are unconditionally loved. There is someone who before the creation of the world thought about you. And I think not having that truth to hold on to when things get crazy, I would just be flying in the wind, whichever the wind, you know, whichever way the wind blew, I would go because, because you, 
we all yearn for for that security, for that unconditional love um, and deep sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And if there's one word to describe your faith or your faith journey. Oh, that's hard. Um, I'll give you two or three. Okay. <laughs> so I would say um, my faith journey has been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, my faith journey has been real. Um, man, this is hard. <laughs> my faith journey has been imperative um, and, and life-giving. It's really hard to pick one word. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know because it's, it's different things to different seasons. Oh, know, my gosh. Depending and, on where you are. And it's truly the light that would probably be. It's it's the light that guides me. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in particular whose faith really inspires you? My husband. Mm-hmm. He he is so disciplined in his and and just his time, the way he invests his time, um, nurturing his faith, just his relationship with God, how he leads our family. Um, you know, you can tell a lot about someone on the and where where they are on the inside and where their priorities lie and how they purpose themselves in their day and and by what they what they do how they how they act how they treat you and i can honestly say um there's no one that inspires me more than my husband and to be able especially in the faith community to be able to lead as you know, the a, a leader and take a step back and say i'm going to do this for our family mhm it just goes to show his character, but you don't hear about that happening. It's very rare that a man is going to say, I'm going to take a step back from my career for our family. family. Well, and his whole, not to speak for him, but his, but let's do it anyway. anyway. (laughs) I do most days actually. I'm sorry, babe. Um, I mean, he, his focus is on the next generation, on our children and Mm -hmm. on how, you know, a, really incredible woman um said to me before her and you, you know her well her name is Cece Winans mm-hmm. I I was blessed to get to sit with her at lunch several years ago and one of the things that she said to me that has become my prayer for my kids and my kids generation is is let our ceiling be their floor like thinking about oh that's good what my I know, had to visualize that for a second our ceiling. Yes. Like what my ceiling bottom, yeah. is in my faith journey and what I accomplish in life, but especially depth of faith and relationship with God. Like, Lord, I pray that my ceiling is where they start and like that they can just fly. You have been such a delight. Thank and you. And love hearing your, your faith journey. Thank you so and much. We're, well, just, we're all works in progress, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> it's the journey, right? Yes. It's not that the destination. All right, Hillary. Thank you thank so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Journeys of Faith. If you like this, don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating. And make sure to come back next Wednesday for our latest episode. And if you think there's someone that we should have on the podcast, let me know. Tweet me at Paula Ferris. And a big thanks to the team at ABC Radio, Susie Liu, Mike Dabusky, Lewis Millman, Josh Cohan, Andrew Kalb, and Steve Jones. I'll talk to you next week.